Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the world's greatest film podcast, uh, The Average Film Enjoyer. We are your average film enjoyers, Trey and Evan, um, and it's going to be a great episode today. It's our second to last Chris Nolan watch through episode. Feels like we uh, just started it. It truly does. Uh, wait, are the Oscars on Monday? They're, I thought they were on the 10th. Is this Sunday? Are they on the 10th? Yeah. Because if they're... Yeah, they're on the 10th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we may we may do just a bonus episode next week for our Oscars episode. Yeah. Um, little midweek episode, maybe on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, uh, we're excited for our episode today. Uh, today is our time episode in the Chris Nolan uh, filmography, uh, where we will be discussing Inception and Interstellar. Um, we're also going to be discussing the latest in movie news, including images released for not only Superman, but Tron Ares as well. Um, which God, dude, oh, so good. Um, and we will talk about some of the stuff we've been watching recently, which I don't know. I I have, I have a few. I have, I have a couple. I have a couple. Yeah. I watched two movies this morning. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I saw that. I got. I get to talk about uh, Casino Peak. Oh, um, so good, dude. Very excited to talk awesome. about that. Um, what else do I get to talk about? Zone of Interest we'll talk about. Zone of Interest. Did I already talk about I don't think I talked about how... Oh, no. I get to talk about the Halloween movies. <laughs> okay, I have a, <laughs> I have a good amount. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a good episode today. But first, before we get into even movie news, Evan, how are you doing? How's your week been? I'm doing good. I made it to the weekend. It's been a yes. busy week work-wise, so very excited. Started Final Fantasy VII Rebirth yesterday. It's peak. Very, yeah. very good so far. I watched yeah. the uh, the Final Fantasy VII movie. I've just been like in that mode. It's <clears throat> like snowing like crazy, and it's super cold outside, so just going to yeah. be chilling this weekend. How about you? It's been It's been a week. Uh, I think I'm almost at 50 hours on Assassin's Creed. Um, I spent that. an ungodly amount of time playing that video game. It's it's a blast. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been a lot of fun. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? That's pretty much it. I've gotten Carl's Jr. twice this week, so that's w. been a massive W. I, I've gotten the same thing every time for the past like six years. I get a double Western bacon cheeseburger mm-hmm. with a large French fry and a large Coke. And then I don't I eat that. anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got my first credit card today. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so that's exciting. That's an adult thing. Yeah. Um, Going to be doing some adulting. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good week. Um movie news it's been a big week yeah. um oh crap where'd it go let's uh talk about the naked gun reboot starring our favorite person god i'm so excited it's gonna be peak i'm so excited you got liam neeson who in my eyes can do no wrong he has um, some great comedic uh, he really roles. does if you go back and watch ted he has that cameo yeah. in ted and it's so funny Dude, have you um, seen the episode of Family Guy with Liam Neeson? Yeah. It's yeah, so it's, funny. He's he's really funny. And I, oh. I think he'll do a good job. I think he'll like be able to access that goofiness. Yeah. While also being like a low key badass. And I don't know. I'm just I'm looking forward to it. Um yeah, I love it's weird. the, the have... naked gun, so Oh, I love the naked gun too. It's one of my favorite comedies ever. Yeah. Um, Leslie Leslie Nielsen is just a god rest in peace yeah i it's weird because we don't really get comedies like this anymore like airplane and naked gun and just the the absolute stupid comedy yeah where it's just joke 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 and i'm hoping that they can keep it because the scene in the original naked gun i'll be so sad if they take it out when he goes to the the docks and with the money and oh and it's so good the 20 bucks. it's so stupid but just so freaking funny it's one of my favorite scenes ever yeah so and yeah, when he did I'm the press they... 
when he did the press junket for I don't know what movie, but he brought along the fart machine. <laughs> that clip is so good. He we should just... watch that soon. That scene yeah. when he's in the attic with the girl and he's like, wow, what a nice beaver you got there. <laughs> he pulls out a stuffed beaver and it's like, did you yeah. bring protection? And they got the full body condoms. Like, oh my God, it's so yeah. stupid, but so funny. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Do you like Airplane more? I think I do. Hmm. I, I love Airplane. I think it's excellent. Um, Both are peaks. Yeah, we got that. Liam Neeson, that's in the works. Um, we got a new clip from Godzilla and, uh, to, and Kong, the new empire, where Kong is riding Godzilla. Wait, um, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's on. It's like the second one down on discussing film. Um, it looks sick. It looks like a hell yeah moment. I'm very excited. I'm 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 getting increasingly more excited for this movie. They played um, the trailer for it before. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's pretty peak. Um, <laughs> they played the trailer for it before Dune. It was like we only. It was Furiosa and Godzilla Kong. Yeah, and that was it. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's it so weird. Sick. Have you seen Godzilla minus one? No, I think we talked about this. No, I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. So I'm curious to see. They picked a bad year to release this movie. <laughs> yeah, because Godzilla Mi- minus one is a genuine good movie. Yeah, and these are crap movies that are just really yeah. fun to watch. Maybe, maybe we should watch that today, Evan. One of the go- the Godzilla uh, versus Kong. And we can watch uh, Kong pop his dislocated shoulder back in yeah. on a on a skyscraper. We'll not be rewatching Godzilla 2014. I tried to watch it again and I turned it off. It's so boring. That's crazy. I hate that movie. Um, we also got the first trailer for uh, part one of the new tra- Strangers for trilogy. Uh, thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I am cautious because I love the idea of these movies, but I don't love the movies themselves. Yeah. I don't like Strangers Pray at Night. I think the characters are insanely stupid. Which Is that the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one a lot, actually. I, I had just some hate... gnarly kills. It had good kills, but the people are just so dumb, and that's something I hate in horror movies. I mean, we'll talk about it more with Halloween later, but like, yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, I'll watch it, but <clears throat> my expectations are pretty low. We got um, we got uh, Dune two opens with uh, twelve million in domestic previews. That's just like pre screenings and stuff. It's not even released. It's not yeah. released or it's being released today. Yeah. Uh, that's literally just pre screenings, and that's over fifty percent more than the first film. It's crazy. Um, so massive W there. Yeah. For our boy it's Dini. also. Uh skyrocketed on the letterbox top 250 to 21 not not surprised it's peak. um it's it's technically the second highest rated movie on letterboxd so i think as more people see it yeah. it'll go up even more which is crazy and uh yeah it's peak i can't wait for you to watch it so we can just talk about it for like two hours straight what spaceman is now streaming on netflix oh, yeah check that out I was going to watch it, and then I found out that Paul Dano's monster is a big freaking spider, and I was like, I can't do it. Are you an arachnophobe? Yeah, I can't do it. Like, when we, me and my girlfriend will watch Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets, and I'll leave the room during the Forbidden Forest scene. I can't do spiders. Oh, man. Um, we got uh, Megamind released a sequel today. I don't know if it is a sequel or something. It's a sequel, yeah. I don't. I haven't read any reviews about it. It's sitting. It's, there's no critic score yet because only one review is out. But the audience review score is twenty one percent. So damn, not good. Because that's I mean, such a legendary IP. Yeah, but Will um, Ferrell's not even in it. It's Will Ferrell, right, in the original? I think so. Yeah. Um. So that sucks. They should have just left it alone. Yeah. Uh. But other than Space Man, um. Uh, it has a 50% on tomato meter, so critics, but an yeah. 81% audience score. So yeah. I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, let's see. Um, I we love got Adam a first Sandler. look at Tron Aries. Boy, we did. Uh, here, I'll pull it up right here. If you're watching, I'm holding my phone up to the screen. Uh, it looks sick as 
sick. It looks sick as heck. Yeah, it's it's insane. I am so excited for this movie, but also trying to tamper my like dampen my expectations a little bit because of just what the production team is like. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll. It's at the very least, it's gonna look amazing. Yeah. Which is um. Odd. Yeah, and I also think that I'm I'm cautiously hopeful because they're not bringing out back any of the cast from Tron or Tron Legacy. Um. Yeah, we got Greta except, Lee, who is a national treasure. So is she awesome. in Tron Ares? Yeah. Hell I think yeah, that's dude. what that suit is. Who who's wearing that suit? It kind of looks like a girl suit. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, when I saw it for the first time, I thought of Rinsler or mm-hmm. Tron, who became Rinsler. Uh, but then there's no. True. It's like a triangle on the back. There's yeah. no disc. Um. So who knows? Uh, we got our first look at David Cornishwet in his Superman suit. Yes. Very. What exciting. are your thoughts on this? It looks sick. I. That's it. It looks yeah. sick. And they renamed it to just Superman. Yeah. It's not Superman Legacy anymore, so I'm excited. Uh, Superman's not my favorite superhero, so I don't like have ties to him. Like Batman was my shit when I was a kid. So my yeah. first experience with Superman was seeing Lex Luthor try to drown the entire like sea coast, and I thought it was the scariest thing ever because I was like five years old and like I was like I'm gonna drown and die. That's gonna happen. Yeah, I uh, love I love the look of the suit. Um... Yeah, I can't wait to see the full thing. Yeah, I think it looks more like the Christopher Reeve. Yeah, it's suit. not as dark. And as I've talked about on this pod, I think those that's the best representation of Superman. Um, so I'm excited. I think it looks good. Yeah. Big um, news. Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis is set to have a major IMAX release. Hell yeah, dude. W. Um, Even though he's made some mid uh, movies. I was, yeah. I'm still excited. Uh, very sadly... Richard Lewis passed away. Uh, if you don't watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah, Mary David's best friend. Very sad. Uh, that sucks because he was hysterical and yeah. like, just a great character. And yeah. yeah, so rest in peace. From a great show. A- amazing show. Um, I just saw this. Joker 2 is widely anticipated to premiere at the Venice Film Festival. That's pretty sick. Yeah, excited for that. Um... I don't Let's really see. have anything else. Uh, I don't know. There, I mean, it's pretty pretty slow week. Yeah. Uh, nothing huge. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> what? Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Style. Yeah. Will reunite as Batman and the Joker for one final project. Oh, That's give awesome. it to me. Kevin Conroy is the quintessential Batman, in my opinion, because when I read Batman comics, I don't read them in Christian Bale's voice. I don't read them in Michael Keaton's voice. I don't I read them in Kevin Conroy's voice. I hear Kevin Conroy's voice in my head. Yeah. Um, So I'm quite excited for that. Uh, That's going to be sick. Yeah. Um, And very sad to watch. Why? Because Kevin Conroy's dead. (laughs) What? When did Kevin Conroy die? A while ago. <laughs> oh man, have you I been cancer. living under a rock? Yeah. And uh, Mark Hamill said he will refuse to do the Joker now. Because... He died like two years ago. Holy cow! Yeah. Yeah. You. Did... Oh, sorry to break the news. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Batman died. Oh man. Oh, that's sad. All right. Yeah. So this is going to be very uh, bittersweet, you know? Yeah. Uh, But should we get into our movies today? Let's do it. What do you want to start with? Let's Let's start with Inception. Yeah. And then we can just hardcore glaze Interstellar. Yeah. Um, So today we're discussing Christopher Nolan's uh, uh, two movies that deal with time as a plot device, um, Inception and Interstellar. So we're going to be discussing Inception first. Um, so let me just get my letterbox pulled up here. I'm using my phone today because I wanted to. 
but apparently I can't type. So there we go. Inception. This film was released in 2010. Um, it has a stacked cast, just like Inter. Also, Interstellar, majorly stacked cast. Very, very stacked. Uh, but in Inception, we have Leo, of course, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Ken Watanabe, who God. is dude, love him. Uh, Tom Hardy, Elliot Page, uh, Killing Murphy, Tom Berenger, Marion Cotillard. Cotillard. Um, Michael Caine. Michael It's pronounced Michael Caine. Yeah. The Lamborghini, then. Um, yeah. Staff cast. This movie has a 4.2 overall on Letterboxd. Um, I believe... I don't know what the IMDb rating is. I think it's like an 8.7 or something, which is insane to me. That's a W. That's insane. It doesn't make sense. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Cobb, a skilled thief who commits corporate 8. espionage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, corporate espionage by infiltrating the subconscious of his targets is offered a chance to regain his old life as payment for a task considered to be impossible. Inception, the implantation of another person's idea into a target's subconscious. Um, so yeah, let's give our opening thoughts and then we can discuss why this film is not as good as people say it is. Um, speak for yourself there. Uh, why don't you give us your opening thoughts? Yeah, this movie bangs. Visually insane. The score electrifying and monumentally peak. Time is one of the greatest songs ever uh, for a film. I like the use of uh, exposition in this film a lot. I think it is effective and organic. The action set pieces are astounding. The the hotel sequence is insane. The slow motion scenes with the, you know, like when they're going off the bridge or Leo getting pushed into a tub are just crazy to look at. The performances are great. I know you don't think Leo's very good in this movie. I think he's awesome. One of my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performances. Um, yeah, I, I can never get tired of this movie. It is so easy to just throw on because it, it just it's paced very well this is a long movie and it it flies by i think that all three of the dream states are sick the way they toy with killian murphy is so entertaining like mm -hmm. when they're in the hotel like we'll talk about it more but like when leo's just like i'm here to help you oh it, it's just such a fun movie it's crazy it's it's just yeah i love it i love it so much yeah um so right on my you, parade tray. <laughs> you have this at a five star, correct? This is a very high five, like one of the easiest fives ever. Okay. Um so this is at the bottom of my Nolan ranking. This is currently sits at number nine. Um crazy. when I first downloaded Letterboxd, I thought this movie was amazing. I was like, yeah, this is great, but I hadn't seen it in a few years. Um, so I, I had it at a four and a half, but I didn't have it logged. I just had it rated. Um, and then I rewatched it a few months back, gave it two stars. Um, I think El the only reason Elliot Page is here is to serve as exposition. Her character has zero depth. That's literally the only re that feels like the only reason she was written into the movie was, so she could explain it to people who don't understand. Which, again, this movie is not that hard to understand. It's really not. Um, it's not that hard to understand, but I think that an important thing in the movie is understanding, like, the intricacies of Cobb's character and no, how Maul is so... He, she's just overtaken his life that they need somebody completely fresh to... No, and I know, and I know that, and I know that's, like, how Nolan decided to do it. I just feel like there's a lot better ways than just writing in a brand new main character. She has, she's, like, one of the main characters uh, just to explain something, right? And we see Nolan use different ways of exposition throughout his films. In Memento, he uses the story of... Uh, 
God, the story of the guy. Yeah. What's his name? You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. And the that's black a and white much. Scenes. Yeah, that's a much more organic way to explain what's happening and why it's happening than it is to just write in a character whose majority of their lines is asking why. Um, I just think that's stupid. I also think this is Leo's wor- worst performance. Uh, I don't think he's good in this. I uh, he's probably my least favorite part of the movie. Um, I think the story falls flat for me. There, when I rewatched it, there was very few things that I enjoyed. Um, character wise, I can't acknowledge that this is visually an outstanding film. Um, the hallway scene is an all timer. Uh, and the score, Hans Zimmer truly did cook here. He so damn good. And one um, thing we can both agree on that is perfect is Tom Hardy. Yeah, my God, he, what let a me treasure. finish. Let me finish. Sorry. And uh, but yeah, and I rewatched. <laughs> so I gave it a two stars, and then I rewatched it yesterday, and I think the level. I still hate Leo and Elliot's characters. And I think that the good and like the charisma, say the charisma, as you're about to say, of Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, 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 and the score and the visuals. Um, and I, no matter how much I hate on this movie, it has incredible pacing. Um, truly. Yeah. Um, Something I want to ask so, you. It went up. It's sitting at a four right now, and I still feel like that's too high. It seems um, high for how you're talking about it right now. Yeah, it's just the good outweighs the bad, but not enough for it to be higher than a four. Right. Something I'm curious about, because you say you don't get much emotional connection from the characters. Did you find yourself invested in Killian's relationship with his dad? That's the only character I felt myself invested in. Okay. I had I did not give two shits when Maul killed herself. I was like, okay, cool. I, I don't care. I, I had yeah. no emotional investment into any of these characters whatsoever. They all feel very one-dimensional to me. What about... Uh, I mean, we're going spoilers here. What about like when you find out that... Like Ken Watanabe is shot, and you kind of watch him just slowly die through this movie until you realize, like, yeah, he's gonna be trapped in limbo until they find him. Like, that's heartbreaking to me, and he just accepts it because, like, he has to. The mission's gotta go on. Yeah, again, I didn't care. Really? And the scene when they reunite at the end, like, we can be old men together and then be, oh, whatever the quote is, young men together. <laughs> Love that scene. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, okay. Dang, it's this movie just doesn't work for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm moving my, I'm changing my rating here. <laughs> We're gonna change yeah, my and, rating. What are you dropping it to? Um, I don't know, three and a half, <laughs> maybe a three. <sighs> I, I don't know. It's just not for me. You know? I get it. It is. Uh, or a two and a half. Yeah, it's a two and a half. Oh my god. Damn. It's just... It, it doesn't work for me. There's a lot of stuff about this that doesn't work for me. I find myself bored a lot. Wow. Um, bored. Interesting. Which, be by the plot of this movie and and what like the subject matter is, is not something someone should be saying after watching it. No. It's it's a really cool idea. This whole m- movie itself, and <clears throat> I think that number one, it kicks off like a freaking bomb. You have this heist going on, and it's super intense. He's like, "Oh, it's we're in a dream." The, yeah. the they drop the water and Leo's standing there and it's like psh, 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 oh, peak to look at and then you know they're in the the little house or whatever Ken Watanabe's house and you realize oh they're they're still dreaming like and you realize <laughs> dude the look on your face is so funny 
it's I, I just think the idea of using dreams and sleeping as a heist film is sick. I mean, I love heist films. Yeah, and it's with. a really cool idea. It just didn't it didn't feel well executed no. to me. Fair enough. I will continue to glaze this movie forever because I love it and I think it's I think it's yeah. much more rewatchable than Interstellar. Oh, I totally disagree. Interstellar oh is a mood movie. That shit is heavy. That's a heavy movie. Yeah, but it's still more rewatchable than Inception. Oh. I I couldn't I can't throw into Interstellar on. I haven't se- I haven't seen it nearly as many times as I've seen Inception cuz I just find that like like I find that even like Following or Insomnia is more rewatchable than Inception. Insomnia? Oh god. First half of that movie's a snooze. You're I crazy. I don't know. It just it doesn't work for me. But there are there there are parts I can't appreciate about it. Like I said, the score is unbelievable. It's basically yeah. Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer's best work. The visuals, the hallway scene, the train coming through the city block oh, is unbelievable. Um the entire all the action sequences are sick. The yeah. action in this movie is extremely well done. The entire like third dream, um, where they're in the snow and it's just awesome. I love that. Um, yeah. Tom Hardy is really shines in this movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like we get a different type. Of, he's usually like this darker brooding type character, but he's very like charismatic and light yeah. in this movie. You got to um, watch I, Peaky Blinders, dude. I have watched Peaky Blinders. Oh, you have? He's great. He's oh, great. He's in Peaky so Blinders. good. At Peaky Blinders. <laughs> As Saul, whatever his last name is. Um, yeah. He's Saul a blast in Peaky yeah. Blinders. But he gets overshadowed by Killian Murphy, um, who is a god in that movie or that show. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, it, it really just doesn't it doesn't hit as much as it does for other people. That's fair. I'm glad that you can still respect the badass stuff. Yeah, I totally can. It's like how I feel about Killers of the Flower Moon. I can respect a lot of things about that film. I can respect that it's debatably the most well-made film to come out last year. I think it's definitely debatable. Um, but I, 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 I think it's in the conversation. Um, it just didn't work for me, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I have it at a three star. And that's Fair why enough. I have Inception at a two and a half. <laughs> I need to add Interstellar to my uh, rankings. Um, do you have any other any last thoughts you want to? Uh, just that this movie's sick. I love it. Yeah. T- time is genuinely one of the most insane songs Hans Zimmer or any composer has ever cooked up. And that song brings so much emotion to the scenes, uh, the scene that it's used in. And uh, we'll talk about score a lot more with Interstellar. Do you like mm-hmm. the ending of Inception? I do. I do. And I know a lot of people don't. Um, I think that... Um, I think that it... People... And we talked about this yesterday. People have debated for a long time uh, whether he is in a dream um, or... He is in a... uh, Awake. Awake. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was adding Interstellar to my Nolan rankings. Um, Yeah. So, but Chris Nolan has talked about how... And I totally understand. It makes total sense. How it doesn't matter if he's awake or in a dream. He finally has what he wants. And so he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really interesting idea. So I do enjoy the ending. I think it's a That's good, good ending. Love yeah. that. Yeah. So um, this is number nine on your, or did you drop well, it? <laughs> now, now that I have Inception on there or Interstellar on there, it might be number ten. Uh, have you seen all his movies now, or you haven't seen Dunkirk yet? I haven't seen Dunkirk yet. Yeah, oh. it's number ten. What what are your current rankings of the movies we've done so far? So excluding yeah. 
uh, Oppenheimer and, and Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Let me pull it up real quick. Because I can tell you my number. Oppenheimer is my number one. Okay. Yeah, same. Um, so right now I have following, and this is uh, worst to best, following Insomnia, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, Memento, The Prestige, Tenet, Inception. Tenet and Inception are tied. They're both peak. I love them both. And then Interstellar, Dark Knight, Oppenheimer. Okay. Dark, And you will have to wait till next week to see where Dunkirk slots in. Yeah. I haven't so, seen it in a long time, so I'm excited to rewatch here, it. It's going to change. Here are the for ten sure. movies we have done so far um, that I have ranked. So Inception at ten, um, and then Insomnia, and then Following, and then the the next seven movies are all five stars. So it's very difficult for me. Um, and then Tenet is at number seven, The Prestige at number six, Dark Knight at number five, Interstellar at number four. Memento at number three, Batman Begins at number two, and The Dark Knight Rises at number one. Um, so I'm excited to see where Dunkirk goes in there. Um, that'll be my first first watch of a Nolan movie in a while. And then I will have completed his filmography. I'm excited so to rewatch Dunkirk. To I saw it in 70mm um, IMAX, and it was insane. Yeah, I'm sh- anything in 70mm IMAX oh, is going to be insane. so good. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday, Rocky is playing. Uh, oh, cool. At our local theater in seventy-five millimeter, so I might, I might go see that. They're um, actually playing Seventh Seal, which we will be reviewing on Tuesday, I think, or maybe that's the week after. No, that's the week after. Tuesday's Big Lebowski and Tokyo Story. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, shut up. <laughs> shush, shut. Shush. No. Again, I haven't seen that since I was like thirteen, so we'll see. I think it's a very advanced sense of humor that you have to have. It's what I like to say. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's hilarious. I think it's so good. John Goodman is excellent in that movie. <clears throat> They're playing uh, Love Lies Bleeding, the new Kristen Stewart action. Oh, I want to see that. They're playing it like a month early next week. I might actually. I think it's on Sunday or Monday. Dude, go. you got to go see it. Give us your spoiler-free yeah. thoughts. Um, it's playing. Let's see. It's only playing March 4th. God, Monday at 7 p.m. We'll see. If I'm working Tuesday, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we get into Interstellar? Let's do it. So, Interstellar released in 2014. Um, I think it's Matthew or uh, Christopher Nolan's most logged film on Letterboxd at 3.2 really? million logs. Over the Dark Knight? Over. Well, Dark Knight is third. Oh. Oppenheim, Dark, oh wait, no, they're tied for first. Oh, I thought this was just sorted by, what? Oh, wait, no. God, frickin'. Dark Knight's number one. No, Interstellar, Dark Knight, and Inception are all tied at 3.2. W. Um, Yeah, so Interstellar. What I believe is the most popular Nolan movie. Um, If you agree with me, thank you. If you don't, screw you. Um, I don't know why I said that. Sorry. I'm on a different planet today. Um, Inception. Nope. We just did. Interstellar. Dude, I am just. Wow. Little sleepy. Uh, Little sleepy. You could say that. Um, Interstellar. 2014, uh, debatably Nolan's most stacked cast. Uh, you get Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, Michael Caine, Bill Irwin, Ellen Bernstein makes an appearance, Mackenzie Foy, Casey Affleck, John Lithgow, Wes Timmy. Bentley, uh, David Gia- is I don't know how to say his last name, Giasi? Um, I don't know. Uh... Matt Damon, Topher Grace, Timmy, uh, David, David yeah, um, Josh Stewart uh, as the voice of Case, um, yeah, it's yeah, stacked cast. It's number one hundred on the top Letterboxd top two fifty four point three overall on Letterboxd. Um, has an IMDb score of eight point seven. With a meta score of seven point or seventy four, which yeah. is a bit odd, but 
not surprising. Um, this is no. This is like it's peak cinema. I feel like that's the only way to describe it. Um, so Evan, you want to give us uh, your opening thoughts on the masterpiece yeah. that is Interstellar? Yeah, I have like a special connection to this movie. I rented out an IMAX theater for my 14th birthday and saw this in 70 millimeter with my boys and my dad. And the, it was a insane experience. Like the movie opens that with sounds like flying the, the ship. Greatest movie theater experience. Yeah, it was crazy. It was absolutely insane. Uh, the the I had never experienced IMAX like that, and the volume when the movie opens with Coop flying like shook the entire theater. Is crazy. Yeah, and we left the theater and we were just sitting there like, holy shit! Like, what did we just experience? And I actually have somewhere uh, a strip of the seventy millimeter film. That's sick. Yeah, I have it somewhere. I gotta find it. Uh, yeah, this this movie's amazing. It is so emotional, and mm-hmm. I think Nolan's character arcs that he has here are great. Yeah. Anne Hathaway's is amazing, and her like struggle with like her quest for humanity yet being in love with uh, I can't remember which scientist it was Miller, I think uh wolf edmonds oh edmonds yeah 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 it's it's an insane film visually it's maybe the best looking movie ever we'll see dune 2 looks pretty good uh the Mm -hmm. score it's probably my favorite score of all time it carries so much emotional weight in it and it makes it makes the movie like i was listening to shut up film scoop uh, again, Cash was saying how this movie would be the a different fellas. movie. Yeah, it would be a different movie without the score. And he's totally right. Like, the score makes this movie hit as mm-hmm. hard as it does. The the docking sequence, the t- cornfield chase, every single moment just hits so hard because the score brings so much tension and, like, heaviness to it. The performances yeah. are great. It it's intense it's got funny moments it's like a surreal movie to watch at times like the wormhole is really insane yeah i love it i love it so much it's so good um how about you yeah first thing i want to talk about the docking sequence oh my god um where uh matt damon jumps where man uh professor man blows up and it's like yeah, dude. Um, and I, it has one of the cheesiest lines in cinema history, but it's so perfectly timed that it feels really badass. Where um, uh, I think it's Anne Hathaway's character goes, Cooper, he's like, we're going to like match the RPMs of the yeah. and like try to get it while it's spinning. And I think it's Anne Hathaway goes, Cooper, it's impossible. And Matthew McConaughey goes, no, it's necessary. And it's like the (laughs) dumbest thing ever written, but it just, it works so well. And the score in that scene is unbelievable. Um, You're holding your breath that entire scene. You're like, oh, what's gonna happen? Yeah. It's It's so so funny because Christopher Nolan must have a thing for like, people saying one word and then exploding because it's like the exact same thing as in the dark night before Rachel dies and it's like Matt Damon's like some and then I love how that scene just goes silent the moment that he attempts to open the hatch it's it's so good um yeah yeah it's it really is and Nolan I mean the visuals here like you said the shot of the them traveling by Saturn where they're that tiny oh dot God. and it's Matt it's just such a beautiful shot the wormhole yeah. the visuals in the wormhole are it's or uh mom close your ears for a second the visuals in the wormhole are orgasmic i think that's yeah. the only way to say it it's um, it's interesting because it's, you have like 2001 a space odyssey 
with its wormhole scene and like how do you pay homage to that while making it unique and i think nolan did a very good job because like obviously this movie draws connections mm-hmm. to 2001 a space odyssey very different movies but like there's certain yeah. scenes that are similar and oh my god the the wormhole scene is insane and i love the connection where like anne hathaway sees that like blip in like the you know corner and it's mm-hmm. like all wonky and you're like what the hell is that it's like the first handshake and then you realize it was cooper the whole time like oh my god yeah so cool yeah there's a lot about this movie that doesn't make any sense um or that's just it does make sense but it's hard to understand on first watch um which is funny i feel like this is the nolan movie that's the hardest to understand i actually know tenant you can't you can never understand tenant like you said, the more you Don't think about it, the less it, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but outside of Tenet, I feel like this is the hardest to understand Nolan movie, which is funny because I feel like it has the least amount of exposition. Um, yeah, well, it's like very science heavy. And yeah, I mean, Nolan was using real astronomers to try and get things right, which is awesome. I love space. Yeah. Nolan, um, Christopher Nolan, the Chad. Yeah, <laughs> I do think it's funny that you kind of have to just like set your. You spend the entire movie going, "Yep, science this, science that," and it's like, love, love fixed everything. And it's, it's very cheesy. Yeah, but ending, like, but the, it's awesome. The whole, the like Anne Hathaway's whole whole monologue about it, like, love is the only thing that transcends both time and space. Yeah, and uh it, it, it like it that kind of like sets it up for the ending to actually make sense um so i don't know i really enjoy this film um it's excellent uh yeah it's an easy what's five your, star what's your favorite scene from this um i mean it's hard to pick one the cornfield chase was iconic and then the docking scene the wormhole it's probably like those few and then i really love the scene when they first get to miller's planet and mm-hmm. it's just stunning to look at and yeah. they wake him up and matt damon like first of all matt damon jump scare he was not marketed in this movie at all you had no idea he's in it yeah. and he just like grabs cooper and starts sobbing and you're like oh my god like can you imagine this dude's been just sitting here waiting asleep probably thought he would die in there like Mm-hmm. there's so much emotion in that scene i love it and it's really interesting you're like oh my god like they might have hope here and then the whole everything yeah. that follows from there watching oh dude when i can't remember his name sorry uh romley when he dies yeah. dude i was heartbroken yeah me too um, I, so i really love miller's planet yeah yeah and you bring up a good point this movie is heartbreaking Um, the scene where they come back from miller's planet which again miller's planet probably uh one of the most pause moments for did you know for film nerds (laughs) um that every tick what is it like every tick is a year back or like a week back on earth or something yeah a, a year week month i don't know one of those yeah uh, it's like that, that fact is like right up there with, uh, Aragorn kicking the helmet in Lord <laughs> yeah, of the Rings. Absolutely. Did you know that Vigo Mortensen actually broke his foot? Um, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, the Miller planet sequence is, uh, amazing. And um, the, the videotape scene is insane. Oh my yeah, God. It makes it comes, me cry every time. When he comes back, I, I just sob. I'm, uh, it's heartbreaking, yeah. dude. Uh, and you know, another scene that has never gotten me, but got to me this time is when, uh, Murph sends out the video telling, um, brand that her dad died. Uh, and then she's like, I just want to know if my dad left me here to die. Mm. And I'm just like, uh, Christopher Nolan, why do you do this to me? Yeah. That's pain. Yeah. It's god dude this movie is just excellent it's excellent um, do you have cornfield chase over time thousand percent 
But that's not it. Those two aren't even in contention for my number one Christopher Nolan song. What? Can you hear the music? Oh, yeah. Sorry. True. Come on. Come I was on. thinking Hans Zimmer. Not... Uh, my okay, yeah, L- my Ludwig boy, Ludwig yeah. Gordonson cooking up yeah, can, the can greatest hear... score of all time. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Ludwig just... It worked out so well that Hans Zimmer. Yeah. I said this before, but the, that he went to go do do Dune, and they hire mm-hmm. Ludwig to just, just decimate Tenet and Oppenheimer. Oh my god! God, dude, he's so good. <laughs> and I can't wait to talk about the Dune two score. Because yeah. oh my god, it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. Um, is there any last thing you want to talk about with Inception? Uh, this is gonna be a short episode today. Yeah, that's okay. I, yeah, I I really love this movie. Again, I think it's much better than Inception, but not as rewatchable just because it's so heartbreaking and very emotional, and it requires a bit more locking in. Um, No, I love it. It's it's amazing. It's it hasn't dropped in like merit for me at all. I still love Mm -hmm. it as much as I did the first time, and I hadn't rewatched it in a long time, like years, and I still thought it was amazing it's perfect i know a lot of people go back and forth on this movie like i've seen like tyler from the real talk he was like four stars and then two stars and then five stars mm-hmm. so i get that it's a movie that people kind of change with but yeah i still love it it's peak it's so good yeah um and also what a use of dylan thomas's poetry holy oh, cow yeah do not go gentle into that good night Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage. Rage against the dying of the light. Do not go gentle into the good night. Dude, the rage gives me goosebumps. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Had to yell into the mic for that one. Uh, (laughs) It's it's amazing. It's peak. Um, So if you're still listening with us at this point, um, which we hope you are, uh go subscribe leave us a comment on what you think is better inception or interstellar um and subscribe to our channel like this video please we want you guys to interact with us we want to hear your thoughts um please um if you're listening go follow us wherever you're listening add us whatever it is it doesn't matter just do it do it leave us a review um where did you know we have a 4.9 average rating on spotify out of 16 that. reviews. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, and I tried entering multiple reviews. I you can't. <laughs> Just one per server. Um, so, of course, I rated us five stars. Um, the, no, I give us a four and a half. There's some stuff we could work on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, check us out there. Uh, Evan, should we do what we've been watching recently? We should. Because we've both been watching a lot of mid and a lot of peak. Hey. I have not watched any mid lately. Have you watched any peak? I've watched lots of peak. I have two four stars and two five stars to talk about. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Shall we talk about the zone of interest? Or do you want to uh, save that for when you get to it? I'll save that for when I get to okay. it. Okay. I'll just mention I watched Final Fantasy VII <coughs> Advent Children. Crazy movie. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Very convoluted and ridiculous. Yeah. It's peak. The action scenes in this movie are nuts. I want to show you one of them, Trey. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just badass. It's fun. It's a good yeah. time. Um. So I watched that on the 28th, and then... How many do you have? Four, you said? I have four. Three now. Okay, I'll do... I'll do four, and then... Or I'll do three, and then you do one. Oh, yeah. Since I have a good amount. I've been well, busting them out, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, last one was Ratatouille. Uh... I decided to dive deeper into the Halloween franchise. Um, watched Halloween 2, um, which I honestly might prefer to the first one. The whole Mid. set in the hospital is excellent. Um, then I watched Zone of Interest finally with Evan. Um, Shall we? So after we finished this, I could not give it a rating. I couldn't even talk. Evan Evan like talked at me for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the store. I need to sit on this for a few days. So yeah. it, well, I watched this on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And I didn't give, a ra- it, give it a rating till right before we recorded today. 
Um, so this is this is not a horror movie. It is rated PG thirteen. It is not graphic, visually graphic in any way. I think there's almost no blood in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the but most graphic is... scene is when he finds the like skull in the river. Yeah. This is genuinely the most horrified a movie has ever made me. Uh, the constant sound of people being tortured and incinerated in the background of these beautiful shots of the German countryside uh, is is horrifying. Insane. Uh, uh, what's her name? Who plays the Sandra wife? Hewler. Sandra Hewler is genuinely one of the most terrifying characters I have ever seen in cinema. Yep. Uh, an evil, evil, evil person. Uh, so I've come to the conclusion that this is a five star. This is an excellent film. It's a very refreshing take on uh, and showing the Holocaust in cinema. Um, it's something that I don't think has ever been done before. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's excellent. Everything about this is excellent. It's so damn good. Um, yeah. So yeah, watch that with Evan. This we was watch partied it. Yeah, I'll do some quick thoughts. I've talked yeah. about it before, but so I won't drag on. This is my third watch of this movie. I don't know how. Uh, s something about this movie draws it to me, where I want to keep experiencing it because it's such a unique film, and I don't think much else compares to it. Really, like you said, it's nothing. Nobody's done it like this. It's yeah. the best sound design I've ever seen in a movie, and it better win an Oscar for it, mm -hmm. because... Oh, well, Oppenheimer might, might take it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's my number one of 2023. I think it's better than Oppenheimer. It's it's a masterfully made movie. It's I prefer Oppenheimer, but I think that what Jonathan Glazer did is astounding. This movie, also, the pacing on rewatch is nuts this movie feels like 45 minutes long um it's it's an excruciating watch but you can't look away it forces you to tune your like senses to what you're trying to focus on it's crazy the performances are great it, visually it's stunning i mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a masterpiece yeah um yeah, I was able to write a longer review for it because I find when I see a movie in theaters, I can't write a review for it. We were talking about this yesterday. I can't write a review for it because I'll like drive home and it's like, I'm just, my thoughts are all sprawling and same thing happened with Dune 2. Uh, couldn't write like a big review for it, but watching it at home, I was able to cook something up and yeah, it's a good way to like process your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and then my third one, I followed it up with Halloween four, the return, because I'd already seen Halloween three, uh, yeah. season of the witch, or might I call it season of the peak. Uh, I want to pull up most... my Halloween rankings. Um, and then I watched Halloween four. Which one is this? Oh yeah. This is the first one with, uh, Jamie. Yeah. Um, who apparently is, I don't know how that happened, but apparently it's Laurie Strode's daughter. Yeah. Maybe I missed something, but pretty sure her and Michael have a kid together. No, actually, never mind, because they're related. Never mind. <laughs> um, no, because Michael. It was revealed in Halloween two that Michael is Jamie's brother. Um, oh. Or J or Lori's brother. Right. So he's Jamie's uncle. So, I actually uh... like this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was pretty good. Uh, shout out Donald Pleasance, always oh being the God. best. Always being the best part of the Halloween movies. I love him. Yeah. Um, what if the Halloween? Uh, if the if the movie is bad, you can count on Donald Pleasance to be good in it. Yeah. Um, he's great. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Why don't you give us your next one? Uh, yeah, my next one this morning. Uh, my sleep schedule means that I just wake up early every day, no matter what. Um. Mm -hmm. So I watched Poor Things again. W. And yeah, it's perfect. I love it. It's it's so good. It's so so good. Emma Stone is gonna decimate the Oscars, or she should, because she's amazing. Yeah, I, it's perfect. Genuinely oh, yeah. perfect. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to you. <laughs> I have. Um... I was pulling up my review for Halloween Five because I was curious what I wrote about it. 
and it says it's two stars. Jamie's yelling in this movie is louder than the Trinity test explosion. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, which one is this again? Is this a one? This is the mat like the uh, one with the superpowers, I think. Oh yeah, so yeah. Is this the one where she like consents when Michael's gonna kill someone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this one was actually kind of sick. Some gnarly kills in this one. Um, and but other than that, it is pretty lackluster. It was fine. It was mid. Uh, you get some boobies in this movie, which is. Would you give uh, that one? A horror staple is yes. having boobs. Yeah. Uh, I give it a two and a half. It was fine. Yeah, it was average. Fine. Um, and then after that, I watched... What did I watch? Oh, I watched the Amityville Horror for the first time. Which, there's an, apparently an entire franchise of these movies, yeah. which I didn't know. I thought it was just this and then the remake. Uh, this one was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Three and a half stars. I mean, it's classic. Uh, you got Josh Brolin's dad, James Brolin. Um, uh Margot Kidder is in this. Which is also a W. Love Margot Kidder. Um, very good. Some good scares. It's just a good time. Um, I think like the Conjuring is also based on this. Conjuring Two has a part that's from Amityville Horror. Yeah, because uh, like uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren were like part of the Amityville, like the yeah. real Amityville Horror, and so that all has connections, which is cool. Uh, I'm, I might get into more of those movies, but we will see. Have you seen um, any of them? That's the only one I've seen. I didn't even know there was an entire franchise. I just oh, I meant The Conjuring was... universe. Oh, I've seen all the Conjuring movies. Oh, okay. I think. Because there's the first one, the second one, and then The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Have you seen the Annabelle? Yeah, that movie's I've been, I haven't seen any of the Anna. I actually, I might have seen the first. I saw the first Annabelle. The first one is with Annabelle Wallace, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I have seen the first. The second one's really good. The second yeah, one is that's legit what you said. good. Okay, yeah. so I have seen the first one. Um, yeah. And then after the Amityville Horror, I followed it up with She's All That. Uh, Peak. It was fine. Actually, uh, have I seen that one? Three stars. Uh, Matthew Lillard is amazing in this there's the automatic matthew lillard two star tax oh, oh wait, uh, i haven't seen this freddie prince jr uh is awful he's <laughs> so terrible he's not a good actor whatsoever uh the thing i don't understand here rachel lee cook so the whole plot of this movie is he wants to like make rachel lee cook like hot and make her the prom queen so he gives her they give her this whole makeover but so, by today's standards, before the makeover, when she was like this nerdy, like the glasses and all that stuff, by today's standard, she's so much hotter when she's like that. It's insane. This movie's insane. Uh, it's big time 90s vibe. Every trope is in it. You have the token black friend. Uh, you have the douchebags. You have the nerds. You have the dorks. It's oh, very no. 90s. Uh, Paul Walker is insane in this movie. Um and also beefy as hell. Do you like, have this over Ten Things I Hate About You? Oh, a thousand percent. That's Ten f- Things I Hate About You is a one star. Right. I think it That's might be crazy. a half star. Uh, what do I have? Ten Things I Hate About You. At? Yeah, I have Ten Things I Hate About You at a one. Um. Uh, all right, give us your next one. Yeah, after Poor Things, I watched one of my real talk wrecks, Petite Maman. Great oh, how movie. was that? That's been really, really good. While. Yeah, it's a nice uh, slice of life. It's short. It's like seventy-seven minutes. It's really short. Yeah, it's heartfelt and yeah, I really liked it. Four stars. Oh, yeah. I'd recommend it. It's the director's done another movie that I want to see. Yeah, it's like it's a nice quiet movie. Like it's yeah. it's just good. Oh, it's the director that did Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That's oh, that's, that's that movie's peak. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend um, it. It's a good time. It's and yeah, oh, 72 minutes. Very easy watch. It's on Prime. Well, I watch it on Prime. I think it's on Stars. Okay. I followed up She's All That with The Old Guard. Uh, Netflix movie came out in 2020 with Charlize Theron. Um, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen that poster. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It's The story is pretty crappy, but the idea is super cool. 
where they're like immortal warriors that make the world better. The action is sick as hell in this movie. Uh, would highly recommend it. I enjoyed well, it. Four stars. I'll check that out. And also, you got uh, Chi Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, Ejiofor and Harry Melling is in it. So W's. I love that. Yeah, uh, I once saw a tweet that said, "If Harry Melling and Anya Taylor Joy had a kid, then their kid's eyes would be perfectly <laughs> set apart." Um, I love Anya that Taylor up Joy with. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. <sighs> Holy cow, what an awful movie. So stinky. Oh it God, was genuinely so terrible. This is the one where Michael Myers has sex with Jamie, who is his niece, and she has a kid that somehow didn't come out insanely messed up. Uh, and um, it's I love your review for this. <laughs> Wild-ass movie. Uh Dude, we gotta binge. Uh, uh, we gotta binge movie. Nightmare on Elm Street. What was my review for this? It just says no. Oh <laughs> <I'm> yeah, <sorry. laughs> just awful. Um, and then I followed that. I woke up the next morning and decided to watch my first ever James Bond film. Oh my god! Uh, I watched Casino Royale. Holy peak! So good. Daniel Craig, man, what a guy. Uh, the the end of the final scene of the movie. Where he catches the guy and he's like, the name's Bond. James Bond. It's just, and it's like, I can't believe that's your first James Bond movie, dude. We got some, we got some stuff to, I love, I've seen all the James Bond movies. Every, I own them all. Who's your favorite? Uh, it, I mean, I have a strong love for pierce brosnan because those were the first ones i saw he's not the best i love sean connery i don't like roger moore i've had this what, debate with my brother wasn't roger moore the original no sean connery is the original oh okay roger moore was the second or third second i think i don't like him um I do like Moonraker though. That movie is freaking wild. I can't, we have to do some some James Bond watches. I got to show you Goldfinger, one of the best action movies ever. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Give us your last one. That's it. I'm done. You're done. I'm all oh done. Keep going. And then last night I watched VHS Viral, which is the third movie in the VHS franchise. First one was okay. Second one was pretty peak, and then this one was pretty terrible. Um, but I'm probably going to watch the rest because I enjoy them so much. Uh, I like that I anthology idea. Yeah, me too. How many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my god. <laughs> and there's a seventh one coming out. Um, yeah, this one was awful. None of the... None of the uh, my uh i my review was i guess bo is afraid is not the only movie with dick monsters <laughs> that's um, awesome do you remember you have you seen this one vhs3 no oh well this one there's one of them is like this guy he builds like a door to another dimension um and he opens it and then the on the other side is himself and they in these both dimensions he was building that door and so they switch worlds for a sec and he goes into this other guy's world and everybody has this like their genitalia is like these monsters and so when these guys take off their pants it's like this like it looks like the end of a sandworm <laughs> instead of oh, a God. instead of Shy a penis <laughs> and they like eat people's faces and then the women it's like this kind of giant mouth that looks like uh what's the thing that eats boba fett or in uh star oh, wars sarlacc pit a, a sar it looks like the opening of a sarlacc pit it just kind of opens and just <laughs> oh, dude i, and I was check like this what out. the hell am i watching <laughs> that's crazy um and then there was like a demon one that was pretty these skateboarders go down to tijuana and they're like skating um in this uh in this like little uh pipe thing and but it's actually the site of like a cult death ritual and they have to beat up all these cultists that one was pretty cool 
It was no, it was awful. I don't know. <laughs> and the first one was about this guy with this magic cape uh, that eats people, and that nice. all of them felt like goose, like adult goosebump stories. It was just lame. Um. So yeah, those that's what I watched. Uh, join us Tuesday. We're reviewing Tokyo Story and The Big Lebowski. I don't know anything about Tokyo Story. Yeah, me neither. I'm going in blind. 1953. Um, oh shoot. Yeah. Uh. Next Friday, or next Wednesday, we will be doing our Oscars episode. Yeah. Next Friday will be Oppenheimer and we'll uh and Dunkirk. And then the Tuesday after that is Seventh Seal and Room. So join us for those. We're excited for all three, for all four yeah. of those episodes. We'll probably put another poll up soon for our next director deep dive. Yeah, I think I'll make that this weekend and we'll put it up on Tuesday with our episode yeah. on Tuesday. Cool. Um, and we're going to try to add, well, obviously, Denis will be on there because he's yeah. topical. But we're going to try to add uh, directors that we haven't really seen anybody do director deep dives on there. So John Carpenter will be on there. M. Night Shyamalan will be on there. Might put Catherine Bigelow back up on there. Um, yeah. We'll throw on the uh, the trifecta of Ari Aster and Jordan Peele and Robert Eggers. Yeah, Peele, Aster, Eggers. That would be like four episodes or three episodes. Yeah. And then we do a ranking. Yeah. Um, be good be, time. Yeah, that would be peak. Uh, Heck yeah. Aster's my number one. W. He's the only one of those that I have all three movies at five stars. Wow. Yeah. Um, all of them are peak in different ways. Uh, yeah, like us, follow us, do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> We're tired today. We are both very tired. Very short episode. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us on our socials, I'm Trey the Film Noob. Everywhere, Evan is Evan0567. On Letterbox, go check him out. Uh, thank you. Join us on Tuesday for our review of Tokyo Story and the Big Lebowski. Uh, random movie recommendation of the day: Master of Disguise, starring Dana Carvey. Oh my God! Holy peak! Holy peak! All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs>